Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point, and there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. The I Am Rappaport Stereo, Stereo Podcast, Podcast. Live. Live. You're down with Rappaport. Yes, I am. 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 You better tune in, IamRappaport.com. Because every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set, a seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit, rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track, because he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert, Robert De Niro line of the week. Breakfast of champions, toasted bagel, cream cheese, and locks. This is I Am Rappaport, the show never stops. You might catch him out in public, stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo, wiggle, please. Wiggle, please. This is the all right all right yes 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 this is the i am rapaport podcast and this is michael rapaport coming live and motherfucking direct from the big apple live and direct from money making manhattan and this is the i am rapaport podcast today i'm introducing my sidekick a friend of mine since 1982, uh, my friend Gerald G. Moody, G. Monetti. Yes, yes. He's uh, he's gonna be like my uh, my Ed McMahon, my fucking Robin. Uh, who else? Oh, Scotty. Well, then they're saying like I'm the Jordan of this shit. I'm not really the Jordan of this shit. This shit, but I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he's gonna be chiming in. He's one of the funniest people I know. Uh. Not even a friend, like a brother. 
very influential in the process of making the Tribe Called Quest movie and When the Garden Was Eden. He's like my silent creative partner under the radar. Gerald is an African-American. I'm that brother. And I'm Jewish. And we'll get into some of the quirky shit that we've experienced uh, throughout the years. <laughs> we've had... A, a, and I know some people are like, yo, Mike, why the fuck is Gerald on? Trust me, okay? I see some of these yokels, these fucking bozos, they got their sidekicks. I put Gerald up against all the sidekicks on late night TV. Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. I'll rip, I'll rip their ass, kid. <laughs> Hell yeah. So... Don't worry, Gerald. I, I co-signed Gerald four thousand percent. I am Rappaport Podcast. This is the I am Rappaport Podcast. I'm here with my sidekick, G Monetti. What's your name? G Monetti. I saw this photograph, and, and 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 I said this before also. I don't want Hollywood apologizing or explaining themselves about these hacked emails. Stacy Pascal, she's the co-chairman of Sony Studios. Listen, my advice to you is to tell everybody to fucking fuck off. You, sh- you don't have to explain yourself for your private emails and your private stuff. If people are offended, you deal with that privately. But as far as apologizing, Sony, your shit was hacked. It was stolen. I support you 100%. Don't apologize. Don't explain shit. What people say in the privacy of their own shit is the privacy of their own, of their own shit. It's, it's fucked up that it got out there. Don't apologize. And, and I would hope that Angelina Jolie doesn't feel offended by that either. Because I'm sure what the actors, I'll tell you this for a fact, what the actors say about the studio people is way worse than what the studio people say about the actors. Do you I'm understand? Not, I'm not fucking uh, uh, privy to what was said about Angela Jolie. What is it? Was was there anything about her? It was something to the effect of Angelina Jolie being spoiled or something like this. This is this is a private email, right? That's what she said. Yo, did she say something about them black kids? What? You know, the black kids should be fucking uh, uh, adopting this shit, like they uh, uh, the accoutrements. Huh. No. No, she didn't say anything about oh, the black see, kids. See, I want to get into that shit. What do you want to get into? You in Hollywood, right? Yeah. You've been, how, how long? You've been making movies. Your first movie, Zebrahead, right? Yeah, I'm in Hollywood since 90... I think you were 19. I, I went out there in 89, actually. And uh, I'm seeing a lot of these, these cats uh, adopting black kids. Yes. As if they were Gucci bags. <laughs> Yo, wait a minute. What, what what do you mean? Like, what's what's wrong with that? They're adopting they're adopting kids. When you go on the red carpet, right, and you want to outdo everybody, you don't put a dress on. You get a black kid. <laughs> that way, you fucking one up everybody. Oh fuck! And. I find that appalling. Why is that? Because you got white kids in Slovenia and all those war-torn countries in fucking uh, Europe. You, they need help, too. You coming out here and you adopting black kids and you putting them in the world and they have no idea 
What if they want to go to Freaknik? What if they want to go to these black things? You got you you don't even know about this shit. I don't like it. I don't like it. What about I can't oh, adopt I can't adopt a white motherfucker though. You can? I can't. They gonna turn my ass down. Oh, you Gerald. Gerald Me. is Gerald is a black man. Yes, sir. You gotta articulate that sometimes because new listeners just a lot like- of motherfuckers don't know. All right, check this out. Black American, Brooklyn, New York. Brownsville, Ike Tyson type shit. All right, go ahead, rap. Huh. Oh, that's who you. That's your. That's your that's background. Me. That's your pedigree. That's me. Okay, so you think this is this is now this is an organic conversation that we're having here. I like this. You think that if you tried to adopt a white girl, you would have trouble? Yeah. Considering, let's say, let's assume all your paperwork. Let's assume out. I'm a star. Let's assume you're. Uh, Will success. Smith. You're Will Smith. Non-threatening black male. Yes. Would they give me Laura Ingalls? Would you want Laura Ingalls if you were adopting a kid? You, be honest, I'm straight up. If you were adopting a kid, Gerald, would you go, you know, what? Like, would you naturally think of, or would you think of the kid or the situation? Like, what would you think of? Be like, yo, you know what, Gerald, you... Everybody must adopt the kid. Would you, what would you, as a black man, or you just as Gerald? And a black man. Gerald, the black man. <laughs> yes, sir. Who would you go to adopt? I would go get the kid from uh, 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 Slovenia. A white kid? Yes. Why If that? I'm a star. No, you're Gerald. No, I want to be a star, motherfucker. I want to be a star. <laughs> okay, you, so you, because Angela Jolie ain't Angela Jolie. She's a star. She's a star. She would never adopt no Negroes if she wasn't a star. Oh, you're saying she's only adopting accoutrements. What about Madonna? She has some accoutrements. You go to the red carpet. You got that black baby on your arm. You one up everybody. Do you think it that- ain't a dress? It's now, a, it's, it, articulate the, the hair care for, 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 little, for little girls. See, that's another thing. Break that down. So, Angela Jolie, how you getting that little girl hair together? <laughs> Who you going to? Brad Pitt don't know shit. <laughs> About braiding little girl's hair? Brad Pitt don't know shit. About what? About black people's hair. You don't know about black people's hair. So how are you going to get that braided with the beads in it? How are you going to do it? Where are you going to go? Where do you know to go? Crenshaw? South Central? Have you ever been there? No. See? That's the problem. See? And you change them all around. And they don't know shit about themselves. See? terrible i ain't with it this is the i am rapaport podcast and we're discussing adoption of white children to black parents and black children to white parents obviously adopting any kid is a great great thing it depends on your intentions if you a star why the hell are you just going for black children you can't get no white motherfuckers out there you can't get no little white babies they fucked up in slovenia and what's that other <laughs> Oh, they fucked up all over. Why are you only going after the black babies? <laughs> it's a accoutrement. It's like a pocketbook. The little... Because you're competing with somebody else. So if they got a dress, 
A dress can't compete with a black child. That's good. That's good. That's really good. Right or wrong? I no, I understand what you're saying. You, if if you got a red dress and I come out there with a fucking black baby, right? TMZ gonna be like, yo, this motherfucker done, done did everything. I am Rappaport Podcast. The other thing that happened is me and uh Moody, me and G Moody, mm-hmm. we 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 had the privilege, the privilege of going to a Knicks game the other night. Yes. At Madison Square Garden and sitting on the court. Courtside, and I'd like to thank you. Very, very, it's always a privilege. Yes. Uh, but when we were leaving the arena, uh, a gentleman approached me and said, Hey, Michael Rapport, I listen to that fucking podcast you do. Yeah. And the motherfucker started going in about the discussion, actually, what you said about the black babies. Yes. So this guy was, we didn't like, he was offended by the black baby thing. It was a, it was a white guy who has nephews that were, are adopted and they're black. Yes. And he didn't like the whole thing. And, and Gerald intervened and then the guy was like, oh shit, you're G Monetti. I straightened him out. So we got approached. I mean, it wasn't a physical approach, but the dude did approach and he was hostile. Yeah. He was yeah. cool at first, but then when he said the thing about the black babies, he got offense. And then he went into his fucking pocket and showed me an iPhone picture of these three black kids. Good looking fucking kids. Yes. Yes. And Gerald said, yo, man, this is what I meant. And explain to him what you meant about the black babies being adopted. I had to teach this motherfucker. Uh, I had to give him some clarity. I said, it's a fucking, like, an accessory, it seems like to me. You know, you go out to fucking Africa, right? <laughs> but there are fucking kids in Los Angeles that are homeless and, and, and they need to be adopted. The There's white- orphanage, orphanages in Los Angeles. Right, you could go, you don't have to go to the backwoods of Tanzania. You don't have to go to Uganda. <laughs> You can go right to Los Angeles Street. Go right downtown. That Los Angeles has an orphanage. It's white. Mo- it's white cats. It's black cats. You can get the white babies, but you seem to be fixated on <laughs> going to the back swamps of Tanzania. So what are you doing out there? Oh, shit. When you can go right to L.A. And it, and if you really want a black baby, you love us that much. <laughs> why don't you just get a black man? Go to Nickerson Gardens. <laughs> you get pregnant in the lobby. Go to fucking Cabrini Green in Chicago. Robert Taylor Holmes. You get pregnant in the lobby. <laughs> Before you get out of the building, your ass will be pregnant. So why are you going to the swamps and you picking these cats up and you don't even know them? And you only see them motherfuckers on the red carpet. You don't see them nowhere else. Well, obviously, let's acknowledge we, we you know, we're, we're making light of something that obviously is a very great thing. Obviously, it's a great thing to adopt kids. It's good. You couldn't do more of a giving thing. This is the I Am Rappaport podcast, however. You're not watching a CNN report. If you take offense to that because you think that we're fucking, we're not understanding that, 
Then I want you to take right. your fucking take your iPhone and 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 smash it, you fuck. Turn it off. No, break your iPhone. Yeah. You don't deserve an iPhone because you're fucking dumb. You don't okay. deserve to listen to this fly shit. Yeah, you can't listen to it because because obviously we're not serious, serious, right. serious. But why your ass is in the back swamps of Tanzania? But but so Gerald went on to say this very thing to the guy who approached us. As we were leaving Madison Square Garden, yeah. Garden, and the guy's face fucking dropped. He was a ghost. He was like, "You're right. You're right. I, I I never looked at it like that. Yeah, because why? There's kids in America that need adopt. So how you think the white kids feel when you get you all the way across the other side of the globe? You mean other white kids in the orphanage and they see Madonna walking around, right? Where, where we need help. Where I'm you down the street. Right. And why you don't adopt no Jews? Oh, yeah. What's you wrong with them? That. They done went through hell, too. <laughs> all right. All right. This is the I Am Rappaport podcast. This is Michael Rappaport. I'm here with my sidekick, longtime friend, collaborator, Gerald Moody. You're like, who the fuck is that? Tomo Nettie, man. They don't know who the fuck you are. They're going to learn now. But they don't know who the fuck you are now. But G. Monetti, Gerald, G. Moody, my sidekick, he's, 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 uh... Brooklyn! Listen, don't do the fucking shout-outs, please. <laughs> please. Go. So, Bill fucking Cosby. Oh, shit. Bill fucking Cosby. This fucking guy is in a world of shit. Dr. Huxtable, Mr. Fucking Hyde. <laughs> this fucking guy. Listen, I always say where there's smoke, there's fucking fire. Mm-hmm. Yes. And these women, there's so many of them at this point. People have stopped counting. Same stories. Pills covered in semen. He must have been a he must have been a hell of a shooter. They say covered in semen. Yeah, Janice, Janice, yeah, Janice Dickinson hyped shit up even more. What did she say? She said, "I woke up and I was covered in semen." Covered in semen. So Bill, I mean, he must have had a nice fucking. He, he must got have, fucking loads, man. Yeah, he is yeah. a nice shooter. Yeah, but but I mean, where's Oprah? Aren't they like pals? Why? Where's Stead at? Where that motherfucker Steadman? Come on out. What Steadman is friends with Bill? Yeah, they all they all together, right? So, Oprah, Stedman, Bill, they always talking that bullshit, right? Like, yeah. We're together, this and that. Yo, say something. If you're going to say something about the good, yo, this is... Hugh Hefner said something. What, is, what did Hugh Hefner he was like, say? Hearing all this shit about my man is saddening. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> you're paraphrasing. Right. <laughs> We're not a re- totally reliable news source here, yeah. so that's good. You you said you're paraphrasing, right? Right. But I'm speaking Wait, in my fucking language. Did he even say language. anything like that? Or you just made? Is it, no. There's one thing to paraphrase or, or paraphrase, or you, are you just making that shit up? You can. The, the listeners can check it. I said I'm fucking paraphrasing. But but Hugh Hefner said what? He said hearing this stuff about a friend is fucking uh, disheartening and saddening. Right. Along those lines, I don't. I'm not. Verbatim. Yeah, no, I know. You're paraphrasing. But my the way I said it, hearing this shit about my man right. is fucked up. Oh, oh that's yeah, what you would say. Yeah. Yeah. So but what do you 
Are you surprised about the Bill Cosby shit? Or, yo, no. I, met, I, 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 I met a girl. I am. I met a girl. You're surprised about it? I, I met am. a girl in 1990. I was dating this chick. Pretty girl. Very, very beautiful. Like a model. Mulatto looking. Beautiful. She had done one episode of the, the Cosby show. In the 90s. In the 90s. Faded, or yeah. maybe even the 80s. But I met her in the 90s. I was dating her. You Look, smashed that kid? I said I was dating the young lady. Okay, all right. And she told me that Bill Cosby had her come up to his dressing room. Now, this is just what she told me. This could be totally not true. Right. So I don't want anybody fucking trying to sue me. Right. Let's, let's see what it sounds like. And he came up to her. She went to the dressing room. And long story short, he said, you know, I have the ability to hypnotize women. And he was like, put your hands up to my hands. And he was like, you know, doing the oom, oom. And then she was like, and Bill Cosby was like, this is what she told me. Bill Cosby was like, do you feel that yet? And she was like, fuck no, I don't feel anything. Yeah, what the fuck is you saying? Yeah. And, and anyway, he was trying to do the old, I could hypnotize you. You know, and the next thing you know, he's got his fucking loaf out. Yeah, cock out. Yeah, see? Yeah. See? You always got it. The, there's, the word loaf will get thrown into every one of the <laughs> I Am Rappaport podcasts. You know why? Because it makes people happy, Gerald. I say loaf. Loaf. I it's like, like loaf. It's like, it's like fucking, it's like Christmas lights. Yeah. It makes people happy. Makes people feel like children. So Bill Cosby, long story short, Bill Cosby tried to, to take a run at this chick. Now, she told me she didn't, she didn't go for the bait, no pun intended. But she said he tried to, he tried to smit ash. But, and it's, it's, it's fucking, it matches how he gets down. Yeah. He's fucking giving women pills. Yeah. You're a celebrity. You're a sick fuck. <laughs> I wish I could be a fucking celebrity. I wouldn't give no bitches no pill. You ain't got, yo, I'm just in here butt-ass naked. That's Gerald. That's the motherfucker being at movies and shit. Right here, sitting my ass down. No pills. You want to you wanna come over here and fuck? Let's do it. <laughs> in, in, in my 20s, you used to tell me, why do you, you used to, Gerald used to try to encourage me. I, now, I have a girl now. We're, we're older. But he used to encourage me. When, when you date women, why do you even go out? He thought just because you're a, a working celebrity actor that I, sh I should be naked. This is what you suggested. Why do you have clothes on? Right. You, like you should be butt ass naked. I could never be on TV because my, my thing was for the average guy, you got to go through a lot of shit. You got to fucking spit shit that you don't really feel. You mean if you're trying to get a girl? You're trying to get a girl. So if you're a celebrity, all that shit is in the fucking toilet. Right. All I got to do is look at your ass. Right. You know who I am. Right. Come to the crib. Ain't no, hey, let me get your number. I'll call you. Let's go out. I'm fucking Michael Rappaport. Right. And I'm naked. So, so if you were Michael Rappaport, if Gerald Moody, or if you were Bill Cosby. No pills. They will say... Those women would say, that's a nice man. <laughs> well, why would they say that? Because you come in the crib, we having a good time. I ain't giving you no fuck. Why I got to knock your ass out? Right. Right. Like, then I'm preying on you. Right. See? That's why he's a shitbag. Bill Cosby. Yes. Damn. You got to prey on women, and you're Bill Cosby. So why? So... But with fame and celebrity comes women. Right. So you're sick. 
Right. If you think you need to give them pills. Yeah, was he giving them pills to get the ass or was he doing the pill thing because he likes fucking like, you know, zombies? Dead bitches. <laughs> That's what he's into. Yeah, gotta be. Like, oh, they ain't moving. Yeah, they, they're not fucking moving. Right. You, you're sick. You see? Damn. Nobody want that. Don't you want to hit that ass and be like, yeah, baby, yeah, yeah. Right? You want to talk. Right. Every fucking guy wants to talk. Right. Who wants a dead bitch? Right. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, this is Michael Rappaport. And we're back with more from the I Am Rappaport podcast. I'm with my partner in crime, my sidekick. Fuck you, Ed McMahon. Is Ed McMahon still alive? I don't think so. I saw him in Slaughter with Jim Brown in 73. I don't, I don't, I don't know. The I'm, movie. I know, I know, I know. But is he? he's not so... You don't know if he's still alive. We, we don't have... This is not a fact-based show. Yeah, I, I want to make make that clear. Yeah, we don't fucking search for no facts. <laughs> we fucking just say, like you would say to your man on the street, "Yo, is that motherfucker alive?" <laughs> nah, I don't know. All right, go ahead. Nah, I don't know. So that 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 could be either or. <laughs> anyway, so I'm here with my partner, G Moody, aka the Black Ed McMahon, Black <laughs> McMahon. Word. Right? That's yeah, good. Yeah. And uh, if you guys missed the last I Am Rapport podcast, I introduced my sidekick, my partner in crime, partner in rhyme. My friend, since 1982, we met. He's from the Brownsville section of Brooklyn. I am from the east side of Manhattan. Upper Comple- east side. Upper east side of Manhattan. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? We, 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 we met and we... We'll get into all the all the all the interesting follies that we've been through throughout the years. But he has a point of view. I have a point of view, and I'm bringing him in because, as far as I'm concerned, a lot of sidekicks uh, in the uh, you know people. Matt have, Corny, man. Yeah. So Gerald thinks, and I think I can one up them guys. I can fucking ten up those fucking guys. All of them. All of them. Even though you don't know their fucking names. All of them. Fuck them. I'm the guy. I am Rappaport Podcast. I want this this show to be friendly for men and women, women and men, all of it. I like big butts, and I cannot lie. <laughs> these Sir, other a lot. these other brothers, they can't deny. Seattle. I, I prefer big asses, and <clears throat> I said on an episode before you uh, joined us, Gerald, yes. that Kim Kardashian. Won probably the big ass contest of all time. And it's ironic because she's like the Larry Bird of asses. She's like the fucking Chris Mullen of asses or the Dirk Nivet. You you get what I'm saying? This is a white girl. I have to disagree with you, my friend. Okay. Why? You can see ass like that on a train, subway, Chicago, New York. And uh, she put shit in her ass to get it like that. Ooh, I didn't know that. Do you think that that's not her real ass? Because if that's not her real ass, she immediately gets taken off my list. Because I've never felt a, a, a fake ass, and I, I honestly don't want to. Because the times in my life where I have felt fake breasts on women, 
99.9% of the time, I did not know they had fake breasts until <laughs> I felt them. And, and how it feel? It's alarmingly hard, right? And unnatural. Right. And I have felt the best ones that you could get. And the skin. And you feel and you can tell. Artificial. That it's fake immediately. Yeah. And, and it's shocking because. God don't make shit like that. Because if I had a, a fake loaf. Right. If I had a fake dick. Or a dick attachment. It would feel different. So if a, if I was to take out my loaf they on might. a woman and, and, and then she's like, wow, that looks good. Because the fake breasts, if they're done well, they'll look good. But what, what, once you really see them from all the different angles, you see, I don't care. You're always going to tell that they don't look natural. Because right. even the nicest of the nice, natural, big breasts, they have flaws. That's a good point that you just so made. So if I had a fake dick. And and the girl was like, you know, we were we were, you know, I don't want to be too vulgar. And she 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 touched my 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 fake my fake dick. How would she know that it was fake? Because the same way I would know that, that the, the, the breasts fake. are fake. You know immediately. Have you ever touched fake breasts, Gerald? Yes I, or no? I, I think so. What do you mean you think so? No, I mean shit feel you, hard. I mean, wait, wait, you wait, wait. Feel soft ass shit. <sighs> I, I, <laughs> you have you or have you ever not? F- felt fake tits because I have. Felt- I think so. Okay, you think so, but I have know for sure that I have felt fake breasts, and they are. That's, they don't make me comfortable. That's what I'm saying. Okay, and 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 once I touch them once, I never touch them again. So you're saying, wait, what do you mean? I'm saying I've been with women that I've been with uh, intimately more than once, and once I feel that you have fake breasts, I will not touch them again. Do you understand what I'm saying? Why that, will you not touch them? Because they're because harder they, than usual. Because they're harder than usual. They don't feel normal. Right. They, you're, you're, I feel like the woman is probably always conscious that I am touching a fake breast, and I know I am always conscious that I am touching a fake breast. So, 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 so the point being is, why can't I get a fake dick? Right. Is that okay? I would think because it would be harder than usual. <laughs> right? If you're going to grab it, right? Nah, um, yo. It's harder than... It's, 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 it's fake. It's a fake dick. Right. So you're touching fake tits, oh, and it's harder than I like usual. Them. I don't like So them. if you're going to touch a fake cock, it okay. got to... I mean, a fake loaf, it got to be <laughs> harder one, than... Good one. It got to be harder than usual. So you get amped. You get more props. Nah, man. They're going to know it's fake. And once you know... Well, the point of the conversation wasn't supposed to be about fake tits or fake loaves. The point of the conversation was originally about fake asses. Asses. Which is a whole new phenomenon. Yeah, let's and, get and, and And we initially were talking about Kim Kardashian and her world-famous ass. And Gerald is saying that if you go on the subway... Like the six train. Remember Jen- two Jennifer? Two train. The two train. To go up to the Bronx and go through Brooklyn. You can see an ass like that every five seconds. Mm. You know? Mm-mm-mm. And these motherfuckers is getting all gassed up over this chick. Mm-hmm. Yo. Just fucking ride the train. Go Chicago, to a D'Agostino. Go to Chicago. Go to fucking a... Uh, this All you woman- do is go to D'Agostino's. In New York City, if you go to a supermarket <laughs> called D'Agostino's or... Pioneer. Pioneer. Fine fair. If you want to see Met food. If you want to see <laughs> some of the best asses in New York City, 
throughout the... Go to those supermarkets. What? Yo. And you will see... This is a tip. If you like to see beautiful women with nice asses, fat asses, but Mm. I say fat meaning good, like Russell Run DMC said, bad meaning bad, not bad meaning good. Fat asses, man. Fat Fat asses asses meaning fat asses meaning fat asses meaning good. 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 Go to fucking... Shapely. Shapely. Nice. In New York City, guarantee you, this is where you go. D'Agostino's. Fine Fair. Met Food. Pioneer. Uh, Stu Leonard's. Yonkers. These are all <laughs> grocery stores in New York City. They're not like Whole Foods and they're not like Trader Joe's. They are local supermarkets that are in New York City. That would be. Where you see, the, where you see them Kim Kardashian type ass. But. You don't see it. You see the original ass. And you see the real ass. Right. Where you be like, turn I, it. Yo, we need to sponsor a Miss Fat Ass of New York City. Miss Pioneer. Miss Pioneer. Hell yeah. A supermarket ass contest. The yeah. I Am Rappaport is looking for sponsors to, to do the supermarket ass contest. And, you, yeah. and it's going to be totally dignified and respectful. Yep. And we're going to give away some money to some of these girls. And we're going to do some other shit. That's a good idea. And everybody would love to see it. Ooh, they would love to see yeah. it. Because so, God gives them the masses, so, and it's for us yeah. to, to look. Why else you got to ask to look like that? Man, that's a good right? point. Why else do you got to ask that shape like that? So I can turn around. Yeah, there's no other reason why God would. He wants right. you to look at the ass. Right. He's not doing, he's not putting those asses on the planet for them not to be looked at. Right. Just like a beautiful sky should be looked at. Right, exactly. That's or a why beautiful it's shaped. painting should be looked at. That's why it's shaped like that. Or a beautiful car, or a beautiful piece of art, or a beautiful building, a beautiful piece of architecture. A fat ass. So why not highlight it? Why not just... In a contest. But you know why they can't highlight? Oh, we're going to highlight it in the contest. Yeah, we're going to do our shit. Of course. We're going to do our shit. But they have to hide them on the street because guys like us... Yeah. Uh, uh, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's too you much. can't walk around with that yeah. ass. Because you just fucking look at it and you'd be like, damn, word. All you say is word. <laughs> like in your mind, you just be like, word. You, <laughs> you fucking. <laughs> so like, you, like, wait, we don't wait. get on no Bill Cosby type shit. No, no, no. I'm just looking at it like it's like. like it's, it's like art. Art. I'm not, I'm not a, a fucking animal. I might say, God bless you. That's all I might say is like, if you have a really nice ass at this point in my life, at 44, I'm going to be honest, I will bless a woman. I will say, she'll walk by, what and, I I would say, say, and I say, God bless you. And what I would say was like, I just admiring God's design. <laughs> you would say that? I'm just, I, I kicked it to a chick like that. You said what? She said, why are you looking at me at my ass like that? I said, I'm just admiring God's design. Because you ain't make it. You ain't make that ass like that. God made that. Mm. Right? And he made it for me. <laughs> <laughs> you specifically? Chemo Daddy. LearnVest is an online financial advice company focused on empowering people nationwide to make smart decisions with their money. 
You want to know how to aggressively pay down your student loans? LearnVest can help you with that. If you want to know how much you should put aside for saving or contribute to your retirement account, they're on that too. They'll create a custom financial plan, plus they'll pair you with a financial planner to help keep you on track and to help keep your money in your pocket where you want it. To see a simple plan and get a $50 credit, go to LearnVest.com forward slash Rappaport, L-E-A-R-N-V-E-S-T.com forward slash Rappaport. Trust me, this is a great, great way to help start saving and planning smartly with your money. Go to LearnVest.com. Yo, you think, do you think Gerald Moody, my sidekick, this is the I Am Rapport podcast, and I am in here with, with G Monetti. Do I need to keep saying my sidekick? I'll just say, I'll keep saying it until people know. I'm like, one more episode, I'll see my sidekick. So they're like, who the fuck is G Monetti? They're going to know in a few. These guys feeling himself because when we were at, on the street, somebody saw us together, and I guess they had heard the podcast. And they asked for a fucking picture. I they said, "Where G Monetti?" I said, "He right, he right here, he right here." And and <laughs> and he got a selfie taken. So now he thinks he's fucking. Uh, it, that's it. I'm he, doing a little good. I'm doing. I'm doing better than I was. Thank you, sir. Yeah, he talking about yo. When I get my own show, I say, "Fuck you, man." <laughs> uh, what, what what do you want to say? You, you, oh yeah, I uh I think I coined a new phrase. For this fucking disease. What the fuck are you talking about? It's called white girl syndrome. Mm. What the fuck is that? It's when a brother will throw his life away just to be with the white girl. And white I ha- girl syndrome. And I have examples. It happens. It does happen. I guess fucking O.J. Simpson would be... The charter member. He's the fucking poster boy. Right. Because... Ultimately, that's where it ends up. With you being in prison. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that's, like the, that's, like, that's like the bottom of the barrel. Right. But we White have lesser... White girl syndrome. So did you, did you get a patent on that, that, that name? I, 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 I didn't petition the government. I'm waiting for a response. You're on <laughs> something. We have uh, Lamar Odom. Mm. Lamar Odom... He had that, that, that fucking syndrome bad. I have a fucking friend. And he, nice family. Nice family. Beautiful wife. Mm. And he got this, this old Maud B. Arthur looking white chick. Chick that looks like her name is Amy or some shit like that. Right. And he threw everything away. Mm. She wasn't. She got her fucking claws in him. She could have been a side piece. Could have been a side piece. Where you could have her for four years. But he decided to throw everything away. See, that's the shit, the narrative we want to frame it. Where you throw your life away. Not a side piece. That's the syndrome. Not a side piece. You throw it away simply because she's white. Yes. Because if the same woman was black, she would be the side piece. Right. But because she's white. And that's psychological. And that's a syndrome. And I coined the phrase. What is it called? White girl syndrome. Fuck. Hey, do you have any other uh, accounts of this happening? I mean. It's, it's, it's a few, but the names escape me. But it's pervasive. Well, we're live on the air here, Tiki motherfucker. Barber. Oh, right. Yeah. What did Tiki Barber do? He left his girl, his wife. She was having twins. He left her in the operating room. 
where they giving the babies, where they having the babies. Mm. He just has to leave. Mm. See, and what happened? Life over, disbanded, chaos. Mm. You were the hot thing on the Today Show. And you had the white bra, you see? So you're saying that once he left his wife who was black? Asian. For the white girl. What happened? That syndrome. See? Everything goes away. Mm, mm, mm. Everything. So we got to get a patent on this, man, because <laughs> if somebody else fucking patents that shit before you, you're going to be pissed off. Who else? Who else? I'm thinking. You tell us, listeners, who else? Once they got the white chick. OJ Simpson took it to the next level. He had that syndrome. It got all up in his fucking bloodstream. He was chasing that poor girl around with a fucking knife. He knifed her and, and my man. Damn. But see, that's where it gets like, like that's the ultimate. That's the, that's the bottom of the barrel. Right. But you see, at the end of the line, it's always danger. Yes. You may be riding high now. Didn't you say that this, 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 your friend that that happened to, she, she tried to get him fucking jumped. At oh one yeah. She by some fucking guy named Tyler, some white guy named Tyler. If you're going to get jumped and a couple of white dudes and yeah, one of the like lead your- guy's name is Tyler, <laughs> I'm fucking scared. Those are fucking like guys that are going to come over and have fucking baseball bats and they're going to look to kick some fucking ass. But the fact that, see, you left your wife and your family for this white bra because you have these lofty views of her. Which are what? Which are fucking false because she don't give a shit. <laughs> right. But you left everything, and everything is fucking exploded because you have the syndrome. Mm. The fucking syndrome. You don't care about shit else. All you want. Well, you're a black man. We like to speak about race here. Well, what is it? What is so fantastic? Well, you have to, you have to understand African Americans in the society, right? In slavery, yeah, you get fucked. You couldn't even look at a white woman, right? You're being deprived, right? Like, 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 oh, right, deprivation, right? Right. We looking at oh, you get lynched, right? If you so can that, only have chocolate ice cream, but hey, maybe I want a little fucking vanilla ice cream, right? No, you can't even fucking look at the you vanilla can't ice cream. look. You fuck. You can't. That transfers to now because it's like that's what you see. Like, they'll throw their lives away for this shit. That's what I see. You act crazy, you do some dumb shit, you get the wig of please. <laughs> yes. Hey, yo, we keeping our eyes open for them people wilding out. Wig of please is what we scream and shout. You better act right before we put your shit on blast. Do yourself a favor, try to have a little class. Cause Mike Rappaport ain't having it. So save yourself from the embarrassment Think before you talk or just keep your mouth shut Cause this is I Am Rappaport and we don't give a what So if you lose your cool, you get wigger please If you acting a fool, you get a wigger please If you wildin' like an idiot, wigger please If you acting all ignorant, you get a wigger please If you don't listen to this new shit, you get a wigger please And if you do something stupid, you get wigger please What the fuck, what the fuck is wrong with you? Steve Croft, what the fuck are you doing? Legendary broadcaster, 
legendary newsman from 60 Minutes was caught on text. Now, first, I want to say we all need to take heed to what Paulie said in Goodfellas. I told you to stay off those fucking phones. Yeah. That was pay phones back then when Paulie from Goodfellas said stay off the fucking phones or house phones. Yeah, it wasn't pay phones. It was house phones. But these fucking cell phones and the texting and the Instagramming, you need to get on some Goodfellas shit. Mm -hmm. Because Steve Croft, I don't even know how this was happened. He didn't do anything wrong illegally, but he was caught freaking off. Mm. And his text messages were, were, were made public by uh, National Enquirer. How they found them, we don't know. But apparently, Steve Croft lives on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Isn't that right, Gerald? Yep. And he had himself a nice little little uh, chocolate drop. Yeah, a little sister. Sister lawyer. A lawyer. Black girl. How old? 41. He's 69. Yo, they got his text messages. They got pictures of him walking around town, gallivanting around town. And... He's saying some wild shit to this chick. What, 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 was, what were some of the things he was saying? He said he was in a sexless marriage. If you're in a sexless marriage and you go to the side to freak off. You're justified. You're justified. And if, if, you're, 69. If, you're, if you're a significant other gets mad, they get wiggle please. If you're in a sexless marriage and your man gets mad because you went off on the side to freak off, tell your man, wake up, please. If you're in a sexless marriage and you tell your woman, yo, you're not giving me no ass. You're not giving me no ball washes. You're not giving me anything. I say to you, wiggle, please. But Steve Croft, my man, was pouring champagne in this. Uh, allegedly, we don't know. This may or may not happen. You know why? Because we don't fact check shit. But he has confirmed this. He has confirmed that he was in a sexless marriage and he went outside his marriage and, and, and described some of the, the stuff that Steve Croft is into. The girl said to him, don't work too hard this week because I'm going to wear your ass out. She said that to him. That was one of the texts. Mm. And if a guy's in a sexist marriage and he hears that. If he hears, don't work too hard this week because I'm going to wear that ass out. He's been going. To That's almost like a threat. That's almost a threat. She's going to tear you up. That's what you want to hear. Though. That's what you want to hear. Especially if you're 69, you're a famous, world famous Newsman, why shouldn't he get no ass? Why is Steve Croft not getting any ass? And he's furious going to sleep. Pissed off night after night. And you night. got a sister saying, I'm going to wear your ass out. And you got to fucking stroke your loaf. And, and your wife is next to you. Damn. So he's justified. So Steve Croft, you get to say to your wife, Wigger, please. What the fuck are you thinking about? <laughs> I'm 69. I need to freak off. I'm Steve Croft. 
I'm need- 69 years old. And I'm trying to freak off with you and you are turning your back to me. So what the fuck do you expect me to do? I'm going to go find this chick. He was pouring champagne in her ass. Wait, how did they not on it? How did they verify? They said that word in on is pouring it on the ass cheeks. He was pouring it in her ass like it was filling up gas. And then as it bubbled out, he would drink it. Oh, man. So Steve. I like this motherfucker, yo. Steve Croft, I like your style. I get nasty like a muck pile. Then you out of luck, child. Because my fuck style is fuck wild. Back off the firm germ. Courtship is short term. Boy, that the last drop of sperm. I reckon. So check it. That's life. Live it there. I'll make your mama strip naked and just give it here. What I said. If you're getting your fucking information in any, any sort of news from me and this fucking guy that I'm in here with... <laughs> You got bigger fucking problems, all right? You got way fucking bigger problems than me fact-checking. If this is your fucking news source, the I Am Rappaport podcast, then God bless you, man, because this is not a newscast. This is not a fucking comedy show. This is not a sports show. It's a fucking way of life. This is the I Am Rappaport podcast. My name is Michael Rappaport, and I'm in here with my co-host... G. Monetti. This story, this isn't a wigger, please. This is beyond wigger, please. I couldn't even put, it's too, it's too, I have too many feelings and, 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 uh, and, uh, thoughts and opinions about this story to even squeeze it into a wigger, please. But when I tell you the story, you'll see how it could be its own. It, it, this could be a, a spinoff of wigger, please. This, this story deserves its own pilot. Like, uh, the Breaking Bad pilot, uh, the uh, the lawyer, Saul Goodman. I love that show. You don't watch TV. Gerald I, doesn't watch shit. No. You ever see Breaking Bad? Hell fucking no. <laughs> Bring back Sanford and Son. I like that. There's a 21-year-old girl in New Jersey, okay? A few years ago, she divorced her parents, okay? Now she's 21, and she has not spoken to her parents in, I believe, 10 years. And she wants her parents, who she doesn't talk to. This is true. I'm giving you all the facts here. You follow me, Joe? I'm, I'm following you, yo. She, she wants her parents, who she has not spoken to in 10 years, to pay for her college at Temple University. And the court has ordered in New Jersey the parents to pay for it. And the dad said, fuck that shit. I'm not paying anything. And they're holding him contempt of court, and he should be fined $100 a day. <sighs> this is fact. Chick's name is Caitlin Ritchie. He can't, he can't appeal that shit? I'm sure he could appeal it. Now, I, I, I want to get into this. If your fucking kids don't talk to you, uh, okay, and she's 21, and she's not spoken to for 10 years. Since she was fucking, what, 11? That's what they're saying. 10 or some 10 shit? 10 years. I'm yeah. Saying, I, 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 that's what they're saying. That she has, No, it couldn't be 10 years. It can't be fucking 10 years. Okay, yeah. I, 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 I said this last week, and I'll say it again, and I should say this at the top of every episode. This is not a, a fact-checking yeah, we organization don't do none of that. over here. Yeah. This story, I could have heard this from, from the, the fucking guy downstairs at the garage, but yep. I didn't. But I, I've told stories on the I Am Rappaport podcast that the fucking pizza guy 
who delivered the Chinese food and the pizza, he fucking tells me. It could be true. It could be not true. But this is a fucking fact. But let me get to it. If my kids and I were not speaking and you're 21 and you make a decision not to speak to me and, 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 and this has gone on for years and I haven't done anything to you, I'm not paying for a fucking thing. Word. I'm not paying for a fucking hot dog. I'm not paying for a cup of coffee. I'm not paying for your college. This girl's beautiful, by the way. This, 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 this chick. But go to that strip club. Go to the strip club. Oh, you're saying she should go to the strip yeah, club? Yeah. That's how motherfuckers uh, supposedly, right? They pay for their college, right? If, if, if the pops appeals and the appeal is upheld, take your ass to the strip club. <laughs> right? And if you want to finish up school, shake that ass. Shake that ass. So you're saying that if the girl, if, the fa- if she's not having a, a functional relationship with her father... You need to go shake that ass. Shake that ass and pay that tuition. Mm. Why you go? Why would you go at somebody you haven't spoken to in ten years and say now, and and you divorce your parents? Yo, you out of here or off, off of that alone that you went through through that formal shit. I'm gonna divorce my parents. Who fucking wiped your ass? Who fucking licked the snot out of your nose? These are, the, you know, your parents. Right. They clean you up. Right. When you couldn't even fucking sit up. And now you divorce them. And now you want them to pay for your college. Bitch, take your ass to that pole. <laughs> <laughs> See? Oh, shit. You're going to give me a fucking heart Yo, attack. If I was a pops, I'd kick that shit. Yo, you'd say what? If that you're, same you're, you're, shit. It's your daughter. Your daughter's name is Caitlin. So you're so you're I'm gonna you're, take her to the club. And say what? There you go. There you go the pole. <laughs> there you go. You know you're not getting nothing from me. Oh shit. Let's keep shit real. You know you're not getting no cash from me. But, why why, Dad? When the last time I spoke to you? Well, I, I well, Dad, here, I'll be Caitlin. Well, Dad, uh, you know. So I didn't like the way you were treating me, and you were always putting pressure on me and telling me what to do. And well, shit, who house you in? But I understand that now, Dad, but I'm saying that I, I wasn't able to, like, you know, when I was in high school, like, I had that boyfriend, and you never let me sleep over at his house. I ain't supposed to. See? See, that? that's where the problem lies. Uh-huh. Where the parents are too lenient, right? And so the kids think that shit is gravy. That you could do whatever they think you shit want. shit is sweet. Yeah, that is gravy. So now she's talking back to you. Talking greasy. Right. And you can't knock these motherfuckers out, right? Because it's different time now. Adrian Peterson shut that down. Right. Shout out to so Adrian So now Peterson. they get more emboldened. Wait, wait, so wait, where wait, they can... wait, 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 wait. What the fuck is... Did you make that word up? No, emboldened? that's a fucking word, kid. Good shit. Webster's Good black. Yo, huh? emboldened, right? So they, they're being more aggressive toward you. So they figure they actually can divorce you like you ain't shit. Right. So if I ain't shit, why are you coming back asking for money? Right. Go to the poll. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> ah! That's a good one, man. That is a fucking good one, man. Yo, 
You know what? Uh, you know what? Uh, I'm digging. Have you seen these? Uh, the direct TV commercials with my man Rob Lowe. They're funny. Very he funny. plays like different characters. He plays different versions of himself. He's like, you know, the the sort of dude Rob Lowe, and the, there's a scrawny arm Rob Lowe, and that fucking guy has not aged. And he hasn't done anything. He's just one of those dudes. He looks the same. Yep. He got that big fucking nice square jaw and that fucking nice strong chin. And Good head of, head of hair. Nice strong head of hair. Fucking looks that, that same waspy nose, those, those steely beautiful blue eyes. But the first time, I mean, Rob Lowe, when, when we were kids, he was a star. And he's still a star. So I, I fuck with Rob Lowe. I'm a fan of his. I'm glad that, you know, when, when you work for that long, you go through your ups and downs. And this guy has went through ups and downs in, in chapters of his career. Because if you remember, in the 80s, Rob Lowe was the original Ray J. Yo, that's a good way to put it. Rob Lowe had a fuck tape in, I don't know, was it 84, 85? We don't know. We don't fact check. I have no idea. But if you're not familiar with this, Rob Lowe was a huge star. Like, let's say he, Matthew McConaughey, now, star, hot, famous, on fire, working his ass off, mega, mega star. And then it came out that Rob Lowe did a fuck tape. It was him and his man. And they, they did a fuck tape, and it was him and it, apparently it was an underage girl. I think 16 or 17, he was wearing it, her ass out. And yo, Rob Lowe's fuck style is buck wild. Yo, his fuck game is insane. And, and then the tape aired, and it was this was like VHS tape. So he had one of them big, janky, old 1980s home video cameras. And him and his man had the videotape of him and this chick. And, and Rob Lowe, yo, he had nothing to be ashamed of because he, he laid it down. He put it down. He, he was laying pipe. That's why he came back from that. Yeah, that is why he came back from it. Yeah. Because he was like a sex symbol. And like, yo, I could see why he's a sex symbol. Like, the chicks were like, yo, even though it's fucked up that he was with an underage girl, he's made it through the tundra. He's made it through the storm. But let's not forget, his fuck game is official. That's why they don't bring it up. They don't bring it up. But that tape... Yo, I don't know where it is. I don't know if he got the rights or they, they, you know, this is before YouTube. This is before anything. So when you heard about that tape and, it, and you saw it, you were like, yo, Rob Lowe Bro. is wild, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was like some, it was him and his man. They were, they were in there doing it. They were doing it. Where's his man at? I don't know. Where's it? You mean his dude that was in the tape yeah. with him? I wonder if they're still in contact. I wonder if they still put it down. Word. Yo, but yo, shout out to Rob Lowe. I'm a fan of yours. Great actor has transformed himself, went from a teen heartthrob to a 20s working actor, 30s. For, I mean, Rob Lowe's like an American icon. He's like a Corvette. He'll never go out of style. Yep. And, and he, you know, he, he's done his thing. But, yo, he was dealing with the tsunami of all tsunamis when it comes to bad press. A fuck tape. Way before. I think that might have been the first fuck tape. Yep. And it was a male star. Laying it down. Yeah, I love I love Rob. I would love to have Rob Lowe on the I Am Rappaport podcast. We won't even bring up we the tape. We don't need to bring up the tape. We don't need it. Yo, your work speaks for itself. I Am Rappaport podcast. Listen. Look at Bruce. Yo, Bruce said, yo, that's it. Bruce is changing his whole he shit. He said it? Yeah, he admitted it. He's coming out. 
He is oh. changing himself as a woman. He said he's doing it slow so it doesn't shock his daughters. Damn. Bruce Jenner is wild for the motherfucking night. Yo, Bruce. I, yo, that dude is... Just chill. Chill, man. Chill the fuck. You want to be? A, you want to be a woman? So is he gonna have a fucking mangina? What the fuck is he gonna do with his loaf? Yo, and, and he's like seventy, man. Yo, why you want to be a lady now, motherfucker? You you lived your whole life, man. You won uh, gold medals as a, as an Olympic runner in the men's division. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Yeah, and yo, he couldn't injection in his lips. Oh, the lips aren't. That's just the, that's just the beginning of the fun. My man is getting his... He's getting a fucking mangina, yo. Speaking of TMZ, we were talking the other day about TMZ photographers. TMZ photographers. And and, and we, I was thinking, TMZ needs to hire. Needs to hire gangster disciples, which are as photographers. People... Let's say you got some gangster disciples that are in jail and they looking to fucking uh, 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 turn their lives around. Why not, why, why not set up a program so where they could be your photographer? And, and the benefit of TMZ hiring photographers that could fuck shit up is that you're never going to get turned down again. You're never going to get jumped by a star again. Kanye ain't rushing them. Nobody's rushing them guys. So TMZ, we're saying, and it'd be good for the community, it's good for the brand, you're helping out of jail people that are looking to turn your job or turn their lives around, you give them a camera, <laughs> and you say, go fucking chase Kim All the Kardashian. stars. All the stars. And then... Where, where, where what you got? We got no fucking uh, 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 uniform. Wear your pants down. We're going to give you the camera and teach you how to do it. But wear what you got on. And you think that'll be the end of the, the, the stars stepping to the paparazzi? Yo, they'll, they'll try to rush them, and then they'll turn around and be like, oh, shit. Wear them curlers. Like, you know, in L.A., they have the curlers in their oh, hair. Like, so you're saying, like, straight-up criminals, like, and they're working for the TMZ. But, exactly. And TMZ is going to have no problems getting footage anymore ever exactly. again. Because they they, they, they're, they're great at photography because you have taught them. But they look the same. <laughs> and they can fuck shit up. And they take time life quality pictures. Right. And they're just out of prison. And you have no fucking problem with them being in jail and them getting rushed and them getting knocked out. Who? Who's getting knocked out? The, the, the photographers that you had prior to the Black Peace Stone Rangers. Who the fuck is that? I think that's a gang. Oh, you're going to have them be the photographers? Yeah! Anybody who gets out. Anybody who can fuck shit up. And who wants to change and say, yo, I'm, I'm, I, I ain't with all this shit. Do you think Kanye would go after some rough-looking photographers? No. Do you think Sean Penn would go after some thuggish, ruggish th photographers? If Sean Penn turned around and saw a motherfucker with curlers in his hair <laughs> photographing him with... His pants at his knees. <laughs> I would think he would think twice. Right. Before running You're going to give that fucking interview. I love watching games and movies at home with my new kegerator while we podcast 
We always have some fresh beer and wine on tap with my personal kegerator. The kegerator dispenses draft beer and keeps it chilled, turning your office, garage, game room, or man cave into a brewery or bar equivalent. It's affordable, high-end, looks great. Even the woman in your life won't object to it. Beer stays fresh for up to 90 days. That's three months. Dual tap so you can have two kinds of beers and drinks. You could use cold brew coffee, wine, and even cocktails. Dual taps, that's two sides of the kegerator. So a guy and the woman in his life can get what they want. Everybody's happy. So many sports events coming up. March Madness, baseball, NBA playoffs. It's not too late to get a kegerator delivered in a couple of days. Save 20% off my favorite kegerator, plus receive four premium pint glasses at kegerator.com. Free shipping. This is an incredible deal just for my listeners, but only if you use my code RAPPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Just go to kegerator.com. That's kegerator.com. Click on the microphone at the top and enter the code RAPPORT, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Don't wait. This is an amazing offer, and it'll only be for my listeners. Trust me, me and G. Monetti are loving the kegerator, and you will too. Yeah, so this is the I Am Rapport podcast. I am here with my co-pilot, stalwart, G. Monetti. Gerald Moody. People are digging you, man. I see it on Twitter, man. Yeah. And I have—I don't have a Twitter, but I think I may have to get one. Oh, shit. Get a, a Twitter account. Right. We're going to get, we're going to start the, the, the next episode. We're going to introduce the Gerald Moody, G. Moody G. Twitter Monetti. account. And you could... You could you could say you could tweet at him. I could I could answer these motherfuckers. I see they kind of incendiary on that motherfucker. I don't like how they coming at you, rap. Hey, listen, it's Twitter, and you know what? You could come at me. That's what I'm there for. But I'm gonna come back, you fuck, because I get paid to do this. See, that's what people don't understand is that I shit talk for a living, and I've been shit talking. Here's the reality of the situation. I'm going to give you a little history. I spent a lot of time in the ghetto. That's the fact. And, and then you're going to be like, what the fuck kind of thing is that to say? Here's, here's my point. Is when I was 12, my two best friends, Gerald and Randy. Randy's from Harlem. Gerald's from Br- Brownsville section of Brooklyn. We all loved basketball. And I would go to their house and they would go to my house. But at the time... A white kid going around there, this is 1982, was unusual. You either had to be known, liked, be able to fight, be a drug dealer, be a rapper, or be a straight nerd, or be a shit talker. I was a good enough basketball player. I could shoot, could play the game, wasn't a bitch-ass dude. And people were surprised that you even came out there. I was, and I just got merit points just because I came out there because... Go, if, you, if you don't know Brownsville, go there now. Yeah. Check it out. A mile of projects. A mile of projects. Now, I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm so cool. I'm tough. It doesn't make me tough. I wasn't tough. What I could do is I could snap. And make motherfuckers laugh. Snapping <laughs> is like being able to fight because they don't want to come near. They don't want to fuck with you because you could say shit. And embarrass them. Embarrass you, yeah. make people laugh. That's yeah. what my talent was. I had a good enough jump shot and I could talk shit. <laughs> And I've been doing it in the streets. That's where. That's okay, word. now see, you're going to be like, he, Michael Rapport is saying he's, I'd like when I talk about myself in the third party. Oh, he's saying, he, I didn't say I was tough. I didn't say I was fucking dudes You never up. said that. I didn't hear you say that. I didn't say I was busting people's ass and ball, but I could play. But the one thing that I had going for me is I could snap. Uh, yeah. And if you came at me, 
I would fucking shut you down. Yeah. So you little pricks on Twitter, you little fucks. Yeah. You little hipster pricks that are like, yeah. you want to fucking go, you want to fucking snap, you little fucker? I'll snap back. <laughs> okay? And I know some of you might say things, oh, you big hook-nosed cocksucker. I got something for you. You hook-nosed cocksucker. You, hook, you, you hook-nosed Jew prick. Go for it. I'll tell you my, my vulnerable spots, and I'll still get you. Okay? But one thing I've never lost is a snap contest. I am Rappaport Podcast. G. Monetti here. I got Hollywood questions for the, the fans out there. Yeah. I always hear this shit. I always hear it. Yo, the threatening black man. Tell me what that's about. Who is that? What is that? Well, you in Hollywood. Tell my ass. Wait, what do you say the threatening? What do you mean Hollywood? Like, they Thre- say, they say. Uh, I heard it like, oh, uh, he's too threatening. As an actor? Yeah, like we can't cast him because it's a threatening black man. What does that mean? Yo, you know what it means? The reality of it is this. I was talking to my father about this the other day. I was like. I want to set up a safe forum. This is what I'm working on next. A safe forum. I don't know if it's a show or it's a series of shows or it's like a short-term six-episode thing or it's 10 films with 10 directors and I want to call it On Race. And it's a safe forum to articulate people's feelings about race, all the insecurities, all the fears, all the paranoia, all the myths, all the facts, Everything in between, because when you speak about race, I could sit here on the I Am Rappaport podcast, my own fucking podcast. This is the fear. I could say something that's misconstrued or I'm talking and I'm not like it's not a script. And you could say something that I've done it before. I've done it before. You say something. I'll go. I'll go back to it. I'll talk about this. I referred to now I already squashed this, but I referred to Spike Lee as a shit stain. Now, we, we moved past this. I've spoken to Spike Lee. I feel like that got out of context. It got out of hand. Squashed that quote-unquote beef. It wasn't a beef. But I reached out to him. But one of the ramifications when I called him a shit stain was, and I could have said he, he's a fucking asshole, he's a prick, he's a douchebag, but I said shit stain. There was no racial connotation in my head. But some people, and the word shit stain is a funny insult. Like, it's a good insult. Uh, like, cocksucker. Uh, it has a certain je ne sais quoi to it. Uh, uh, uh. Cocksucker, motherfucker, shit stain. You know, whatever you're, whatever you're fond of. So when I was referring to Spike Lee as a shit stain, again, I'm not trying to revise that because I'm just re- talking about the word. Some people accuse that being as a racial slur. Right, of course. No, but you would think... How, how could that, like, I was like, how is shit stain a racial slur? Then I'm like, oh, because a shit stain would be brown. On, no, but that's not what, it, but, but, but the point is, now that was nothing. Right. It's me and Spike Lee, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a, a non, it's a non-beef beef. But the thing that hurt my feelings was that people said, yo, it's some racial shit. Why are you calling him a shit stain? So what I'm saying is, is like, in this day and age of the Twitter era and the Vine era and the Instagram era and the fucking internet, something could just be, it, and it could, it could, it could, it could fuck you up. You could say some shit and it could literally fuck you up. Like, look at the 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 president of Sony 
you know, oh, like, yeah. you know, like it could happen. I mean, there's plenty of people that have said racial shit, but and it's kicking shit about bullshit about Obama. I read that. Shit. No, but I'm just saying, or 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 like that. that I'm not, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but like that Philadelphia Eagles player who was like, "I'll fuck any of you n words." Oh, Riley like, Cooper, fuck like, him. Yeah, but okay, but I'm just saying though, like, right. <clears throat> you know, in this day and age, like race is so sensitive, and I want to try to figure out a way to have a a, a safe discussion about race where you could articulate yourself may not, you might not be right. You're articulating your feelings, your thoughts, and it's not going to wind up backfiring and you're going to wind up getting fired from your fucking job or extra. But you see what I'm saying? That's the fear of it in private. Like we, we've had many conversations about race and black and white and, and stereotypes. And I, I love these conversations and I love them from all points of view because I think they, they should be happy because you could say, oh, I never thought you thought of me or my people like that. And I could say, damn, you think that all white people are, you know, whatever, whatever the, the context is. So when you say to me about Hollywood and like, like, what is that? You like, tell like, me what you think it is. I, I. The threatening, <clears throat> like he's, I, I've heard that. He's a threatening uh, black man. What the fuck is that? Like, in, in my mind, I'm like, okay, who is he fucking threatening? White people. Why? Because. The way he looks? The way he looks. Well, uh, what, what, well, could let's be, examine that. It could be, but, but you could say, well, Billy Bob Thornton is too threatening to play uh, a likable dad because he has a certain quality about him as an actor, right? Billy right. Bob Thornton, right? Right, right? Using him as an example, great actor. Not, not in any. You gotta. I gotta explain myself. Not in any disrespect. Right, right. I love Billy, but you see, you gotta explain. I love yourself. him too. Okay, but Billy Bob Thornton, you could say he's too threatening. Can't can't cast him as that because he just has a, like a look about him. He has a, a sneer about him but as an actor. That's different, though. No, but I'm saying you're saying as far forget Hollywood threatening black man. Cheap Jews, uh, hook nose pricks, Puerto Ricans who steal hubcaps. This is all Lenny Bruce shit. Like th- th- these are all stereotypes and realities. Do you know what I'm saying? Now I'm saying this. I'm put. I, I, I'm going out on a, on, on a ledge talking like this because I, I, I'm very passionate about you know people being able to explore and articulate themselves, good, bad, or indifferent, without it you being you know, exonerated from the world because you said something that's not, um, it could be fucked up, but, 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 but everybody has feelings and, and everybody has, um, stereotypes and everybody has racial hangups. They do. Everybody does. Period. I don't care. It, it doesn't make you bad. It makes you, it would make you not alive if you didn't have that. Because you live in a certain society that, yeah, people are different. You right. once said to me, you once, I remember you said this to me a long time ago. You were like, if I'm alone on the street, it's the same shit Mark Cuban said. He goes, and there's 10 black kids coming down the street making noise and being rowdy and all that shit. I'm going to be uncomfortable. And if there was 10 spacemen coming down the street Space. acting rowdy and they were different from you, you're going to be uncomfortable because, yo, they're making noise. If it's 10 Hasidic Jews, big fucking Hasidic Jews coming down the street looking to fuck some shit up. And, 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 wait, you're not gonna you're not gonna be like oh these are Hasidic Jews they're soft if they're looking to fuck shit up they're looking to fuck shit up let me tell you where have you ever seen some Hasidic Jews ready to tear shit up <laughs> I'm, no I'm saying in terms of but wh- wh- have you seen have you seen uh, ten black dudes ready to tear shit up of course okay but 
It's just fear, man. It's fear. Like, white people, I, I can't speak see, for a white question, people. My question was, who is that? Who's what? The threatening black person. Who fits that stereotype? It's not Will Smith, right? No. It's not Denzel Washington. Denzel could, 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 he could how, how as an he? actor, as an actor, he could do that shit. He's a, he, as an actor, he gets down. I, I, but I'm saying threatening, like no. threatening. You would say like in a stereotypical way in Hollywood, but he, he played, he's such a good actor. But like when Sam Jackson first came out, the kind of parts that he played, Jungle right. Fever, he's a crackhead, loud talking. Like if you, if you, like, <laughs> do you feel like, oh, like I could intimidate a white dude by doing this, this, and this? Break it down. Right. Okay. It's like Eddie Murphy, like in his thing, he's, I had to go into all my black shit. Right, right, right. What is that? I am Rappaport Podcast. Stop picketing over bullshit. Stop picketing over fucking bullshit. It's a fucking... Everybody, not white people, black... Cut the fucking shit. Yeah, yeah it's please. It's the fucking Oscars. Yeah, it's, yeah, come on. Oh, you're going to picket outside that? And you're going to hashtag shit? And the, the thing is also, is like you're picketing over Selma, the director of Selma not being nominated, and, and other actors, the, the lead actor who was great as Martin Luther King not being nominated. Did you see the fucking movie? <laughs> it were. Did you go to everybody that tweeted about the Oscar whitewash or the white Oscars or the black snubs or whatever the fuck you're calling it? Did you see the movie? You're going to say yes, but I don't fucking believe it. Right, right. Because if everybody who tweeted about that shit saw Selma... Selma would be a huge box office success. Exactly. So you're, are you just tweeting because you feel like it's, it's something to protest right. and complain about? Or did you take your ass to the movies? But, you know, motherfuckers are going to get snubbed. Al Pacino. He did not win. He got nominated, but he did not win for The Godfather 1, Godfather 2, Dog Day Afternoon, Serpico, Scarface, Car- Carlito's Way. None of that. The best shit he's ever done, right. he didn't win for. So it's like, was that an Italian-American snub? Right. It doesn't have to be a fucking protest. Obviously, the Oscars have, 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 have gotten better. Obviously, there were years and years and years where they were shitting on black actors and black directors. But it's gotten way better. It doesn't have to. And even if it isn't, it's not worth a fucking protest. It's not. It's not. All right? It's not worth a fucking protest. What, 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 what were you saying earlier about? Uh, I said, yo, stop. Picketing, number one, for everything, right? You can't force this motherfucker to love you. You can't force somebody to do the things you expect. So the point I'm making is instead of picketing, you should fucking try to do your own shit. The only way we get awards is when they have us in them servitude positions. And this is what I don't fucking like. The movie The Help. Yes. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay. You didn't like it. The Butler. Yeah. You see? But you don't like that? Did you? No. You know why I don't like it as a black person? I don't like it because they make it seem like those people were delighted to do those things. But what if they were? They weren't. Okay. (laughs) They weren't. And that's a time that black people... Don't want to fucking remember. Right. So you get your billionaire and these are the movies you make. You see, that's not a good time for us collectively. Right. We're in a, we're in a, we're done. We're, we're dominated. Right. We're in a position of servitude. We don't want to see that on the screen. 
Why don't you fucking make movies? You're a billionaire. Movies about the, the triumph of the human spirit, meaning the slave that's in the fucking field, right? That runs away and fucking burns down some of them plantations and, and runs through the forest all the way to Canada. But Django had that 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 Django shit. was a fucking comic book. Right. What motherfucker a slave gonna be walking with with, with, the, with this motherfucker? <laughs> See? Look at Spielberg. Schindler, yes. Schindler's list. That's, yes. That's triumph of the human spirit. Mm, that's yeah, coming yeah, out yeah, of that yeah, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That's yeah, not right. delighting in that. Right. You think that fucking butler was happy? He he wanted to kill the motherfuckers. Right. That's what I don't like. <laughs> Good shit, G. Moody on the Oscars. The Oscars. This is the I Am Rappaport podcast. Here's another thing I want to say about uh, the Oscars. Martin Scorsese, another Italian-American. Maybe there are... Maybe they're going to start picketing. Maybe they're going to start picketing. Did not win Best Director for Taxi Driver, Mean Streets. Taxi Driver, Mean Streets. Right there, he didn't... He didn't. Those are, yo, I don't watch movies. And I saw that shit. King of Comedy, After Hours, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, of course, Raging Bull, he didn't win, Best Director for, nominated, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, yo, by the time he won an Oscar, it was a joke, Goodfellas, he didn't win an Oscar for so I'm just saying again, it's not you, race. It's not. It's not always race. It's like sometimes it's it's and you know. And then Al Pacino won best Oscar for best actor for Scent of a Woman, which to me is is a subpar Al Pacino performance. You can't look into it too much. It's just it's 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 not fucking rock. You know, it's it's not totally correct. It's flawed. I mean, it, it, can you say fuck them? When they don't nominate you, but cry tears of joy when you do win one. Right. So the same people that that are making you cry because you're so happy because you won one, you say fuck them. Right. It's, it's, I don't know. These guys are just looking. People are like, it's shocking. Right. No, w- w- what happened in Paris, that's shocking. Right, right. They're like, it's shocking. The shocking Oscar snubs. This is the I Am Rappaport podcast. This is an emergency podcast about the fucking Oscars. And I think we covered it. See Selma before you make an opinion about it not being nominated. That's my first fucking thing. And what other films? You gotta, if you gotta talk- go to the movies and see all the films. You can't just... Did you see all the films to make an opinion? You didn't. You can't be talking shit. You gotta see all the fucking films. I don't like... Oh, shit. This is what I don't like. We got old ass action stars. Yeah, like who? Liam Neeson. Yo, with the Taken movies? No. Does he look like he could kick niggas ass? <laughs> Does he really look like he could fuck somebody up? No! <laughs> Sly Stallone? Look at his fucking neck in the movies. Arnold? Oh, shit. No! We need to... They need to pass the torch. Yeah. You in Hollywood. Look who we need to give it to. Who? The Rock. Oh, yeah. He's got it. No, he don't got it. 
Terry Crews. Oh. Terry Crews, you got to shoot that motherfucker. <laughs> you can't fight him. Liam Neeson, I'm ready to go fair one with this motherfucker. <laughs> Rocky, I'll go fair one with him now. <laughs> Terry Crews, you got to shoot him. <laughs> That's it, bruh. The I Am Rappaport podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattresses. Casper.com. It's an award-winning sleep startup. Go to Casper.com. $50 off purchase of any size mattress. Damn. Put in the code Rappaport. R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Casper Mattress in New York City. You can keep the bed for 100 nights. You could get your freak on for 100 nights. If you do not like the bed after 100 nights, you can return the mattress within 100 days. That's a guarantee. The, the, the bed will be delivered between 2 to 5 days anywhere in the United States and Canada. Same day delivery in New York City. We do not plug. We do not support. We do not take sponsorship from anything we have not tried and we are not passionate about 450%. I'll tell you this. Let's talk about New York basketball. West 4th Street is always considered the epicenter of streetball in New York City. And because it's, it is very well respected and it's, the location is prime. And everything about it is unique. The court is small. It's gated. It's right on fucking 6th Avenue. It's going to be the most famous park. But I will tell you for myself, and I don't give a fuck what you saw on Rock and Jock or what the fuck you saw on the Celebrity Game. I play ball with some real motherfuckers and some really, really good basketball players. And all over, all over. I competed, so you could kiss my fucking ass <laughs> with that rock and jock shit. I didn't do good on rock and jock. Yeah, yeah, you was you wasn't representing, son. I didn't do shit. You supposed to be clotheslining motherfuckers. I like tried Greg to do Kite that. I tried. To, I tried to clothesline Justin Bieber. I tried. Yo, he was he was faster than I thought. But let me just stay focused. The point of it is is playing ball all over New York City or in a lot of New York City. I didn't play all over, like in every park. I never played that much in the Bronx. Played a lot in Harlem. Played a lot in Manhattan. Played a lot in certain parts of Brooklyn, Los Angeles. With you, you we we're playing with good dudes out there. Sean oh, Higgins, ooh, Chris yeah. Mills, NBA talent, NBA guys, JD Green. These are basketball players, NBA people. The most physical, aggressive, tense games of basketball I ever saw or played in, but more saw because the the, the highest, most intense levels. We were number one, young, and I just wasn't at that level. Was in Brownsville at Howard Park. In the old park, I saw games with people like World Be Free, James Majors. Jerry Ice Reynolds. Jerry Ice Reynolds. Otis Wilson from the fucking 85 Chicago Bears. Pearl Washington. Pearl Washington. Phil Sellers. Phil Sellers. And, I mean, and other guys who you would never know, but like... These are ball-playing motherfucking yes. Brooklyn basketball players. And the competition and the games were so physical and so intense. And I'm sure it happens in other parks, too. But for me, that shit was crazy. World but, Be Free was in the NBA. Exactly. World All-star. He was in, in, and he's playing in the park. And he's not just playing one game. 
they're playing over and over and over yep. and over. Like, yep. there's no breaks in between the games. Like, it's like a minute, 90 seconds. I'd say five minutes max. You don't sit down. There's no Gatorade. Yep. And yep. the games are fucking hard. I am Rappaport Podcast. I, 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 you know, the, the fucking Knicks. I mean, who, who, who would you have said that, that they would have hired? Who should they have hired instead of, instead of Derek Fisher? Billy fucking Martin. Oh, shit. You need New York personalities, colorful personalities to coach New York teams. That would have been a good idea. Billy fucking Martin should have been the coach of the New York Knicks. What about De Niro? Robert fucking De Niro. (laughs) That's fucking good. Robert De Niro, he'd be fucking screaming on a motherfucker. You fuck you. What kind of a fuck? You you fuck. (laughs) You motherfucking. What kind of a fucking shot was that, you you f- sit you no. dumb fuck you dumb fuck <laughs> sit down you dumb fuck you fuck it like De Niro could have had him at four and seventeen now but the press conferences would be entertaining not this morbid motherfucker trying to hold his shit back yeah what we gonna do is uh, we gotta get these guys together and Bill Parcells Bill Parcells screamed on motherfuckers and held motherfuckers accountable in public. Right. So it forces you. So you're saying Derek Fisher is, is not a colorful... He's not cutting the mustard as a New Yorker. Right. When you stand up there, you got to be a New Yorker. Right. And talk to the press. You can't be this morbid... <laughs> fuck you, man. <laughs> you, you know what I want to talk about? Somehow or another, he's escaped the wrath of the NCAA. Somehow or another... <laughs> This fucking guy hasn't been busted on sanctions. Maybe he has, but I mean, this fucking guy is still coaching. Fucking Calipari. Coach Cal. Coach Calipari, the fucking snake oil salesman. This fucking greaseball shows up to the games in pinstripe suits. Some gangster shit. He doesn't give two shits if these guys graduate. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. He... Gets these guys, they're 33 years old, coming in as freshmen. Yeah, he get, that's why he's he got, like, he, I saw in an interview, Cal Perry was like, you think John Wall, you know how old he was when I first had him? He was, he was 26. I got him out of high school. He was 26 years old. We forged his birth certificate. I had him. I had fucking Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Boogie Cousins was 30. He's a freshman. I take the SATs for these fucking guys in blackface. I take the SATs for these fucking guys. I've never been caught. I don't give a fuck how old they are. I got a 13-year-old this year. He's a freshman. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Coach Calipari is a fucking yeah. scoundrel. Yeah. He's, he's going to give two shits. about. I don't know how the NCAA. I think he's like, I'm not paying you. You know what it is yeah, over here. Yeah. I'll take your fucking test for you. You don't have to go to class. Even phys ed. No, you don't need any class. Photography class. Nothing. Nothing. You don't have to do anything. Ceramics. Nothing. You don't have to do shit. You come here. You play for one season. And then you go about your fucking business. He's like the fucking Christopher Walken of fucking uh, college basketball. He doesn't give a fuck. He don't give a fuck about shit. He doesn't give you. And he shows up in in a pinstripe suit. 
He's showing the NCAA, I don't give a fuck. I'm a fucking mobster. What kind of a basketball coach <laughs> wears a pinstripe suit? I'm a fucking mobster. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yo, you know who's another grimy motherfucker? Who? Rick Pitino when he fucking did that. Ah. Oh. Rick Pat- I like Rick Pitino, but hitting, I. He was hitting bitches raw. Ah. Oh. He was hitting bitches raw oh. in Applebee's, kid. Was it in the Applebee's? One of those little TGI Friday, whatever that shit. He was hitting bitches raw in there. Don't say bitches. We got to say better word. He was hitting chicks. Chicks raw. Girls. Girls raw. Ladies. But I like Rick. I like Rick Patino too. Let's leave him alone. Calipari, this fucking greasy motherfucker. He is he Italian? Cal is yeah, Coach Cal, yeah, Calipari, yeah. That motherfucker, man. I, I yo, that motherfucker doesn't care, man. You notice he, <laughs> some of his players look older than him. Yeah. <laughs> some of his fuck. He's got a rookie, a, a freshman on his team. Swear to God, looks older than him. Yo, that's how he gets down. And he doesn't give a fuck. And and he, how he doesn't get busted. There has to be sanctions. He got busted in Massachusetts. And he went somewhere. And they fucking... Uh, they cleaned it up. <laughs> and now he's back. And then he... He's he, in Kentucky. With the Memphis Final Four, all that. Remember? He get the grown guys. Those guys are 50. Yeah. 51-year-old yeah. guys. Dudes that came out of prison. He gives the social yeah. security numbers. Forged their fucking IDs. And, and he's like, just come and play for me for one year. I'll change your life. You'll be in the NBA. Yeah. Yep. One year. I think fucking John Calipari is a fucking sleazeball, fucking greaseball fuck. Okay? <laughs> I, I think this guy is so filthy, dirty. I don't know how the fuck there's no sanctions on Kentucky. And and, and every year he's got like 27-year-olds playing, and they're like freshmen. And every you know, and he's got like guys that like have just come out of jail, and like they have no birth certificates, no social security numbers. And you give him a fucking name, and he's like, yeah, he's an 18-year-old kid. He's from Florida. He's my friend. No, he's not. He's 36, and he's a fucking and he he, he just fucking you found him in, in in the fucking penile system. And and like, where does he find these fucking guys? And how is he not? How is he not busted for anything? And then they say he's this great fucking coach. I don't think he's that fucking great. I think he's a great fucking cheater. <laughs> That's right. You know what the fuck I say? What? If they're such great coaches. Yeah. Right? What you do to prove that to me is you fucking sit all the all your black players. <laughs> sit them down. Right. Right? And then you put the other scrubs in, right? Right. And let me see you fucking win the game like that guy in Princeton. That His Prin- name is Pete something. The, the coach of he- Princeton would win. He'd beat fucking, they beat big teams. Georgetown. All those teams. Remember? This guy Calipari, he's, this, guy's, this guy's rotten, man, in his suits and his hair and the bullshit and, like, we're going undefeated. It's a fucking bullshit, man. This guy has – he's one of the big reasons why college basketball is shit now. I know the players want to leave, but he sends these guys to the NBA. They don't even know how to fucking play, man. They get in there. They, they're, 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 they're just great athletes. They're 27. They've been playing AAU. They got fake birth certificates, and it takes three to five years for these fucking guys to even figure out how to play in the NBA. It's bullshit. Yeah. I, it's fucking rotten, man. And, and NCAA basketball, the the you know the big league schools, it's all fuck. And Rick Pitino, he's on that shit too. Remember, he was yep. freaking off a few years. What what did he do? He freaked off in a uh, he had his loaf out in an Applebee's or some shit like that. 
Yep. He, yo, he did some wild stuff, man. Yeah, man. These two fucking guys, man, they're, 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 they're crooks, man. They're fucking crooks, man. That's just how I feel. Like, I think they should do a reboot of Goodfellas and have Calipari play the fucking De Niro part and Rick Pitino play the Pesci part. I mean, those guys are fucking... And then get fucking, uh, you know, and you get Dick Vitale in there, too, because he's a fucking shady character, too, man. It's, it's just bullshit, man. NCAA, when, when I was growing up and, and b- before this new era of basketball, college basketball was beautiful. Now it's just a fucking shit fling, man. Yeah, yeah, all the fucking, uh, they, you know, they got the fucking, all the big fucking ringers, man. Ringers. We're undefeated. We're undefeated. Of course you're undefeated. You got the best, you got the best motherfuckers. Yeah, you got fucking 29-year-old guys. These guys shave twice a fucking day, man. They're like, they're like beyond men. Some of those fucking players on Kentucky got fucking, they got Full fucking beards, hairy fucking chest. I mean, when I was fucking 18 years old, I was a scrawny piece of shit. How are these guys so fucking huge and big and with the beards? What the fuck is going on over here? I am Rappaport Podcast. Bill Russell, I know it's almost sacrilegious and it's almost like insulting Jesus Christ himself. But Bill Russell, just to prove that you're not perfect... The next time you come out in public for an all-star game or or, 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 or anything, an event, and you're royalty, I am going to give you this, then why don't you get a fucking haircut, Bill Russell? What's up with his wife? What's up? Why why is she not kicking that shit to him? Yo, Bill Russell, you are royalty, then why don't you present yourself like that? Your beard is fucked up. Yo, yo, your whole crop is fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> like, like if you NBA type style, you fifty greatest. Yo, you need to have your shit looking like that. And David Stern and Adam Silver should kick it to him. Like, yo, come up. Yo, we need to talk to you, man. Yo, you represent look- the NBA. You looking like a bum, yo. Your shit looks. You looking like up. you, like you, like you on some homeless shit. Bill Russell, we respect you. My father shave. Is, my father is your age, and my shave. father doesn't have keepers. And my father lives alone. I see him, his shit is shaved, he's groomed, he's cropped. Shave. Shave and, 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 and the peasy shit. I think it's disrespectful for him to show up at events like that. <laughs> I know that you're older, and if I saw you, I would always call Mr. Russell, and you'd be rude to me. I sat at a table with Bill Russell 15 years ago at a Nets game. Right. It was a small, they had these courtside seats. It was, there were small seats. Right. The courtside seats were tables, and it was four of us. It was me, um, a girl, and it was Bill Russell and what I believed to be his wife. And we were elbow to elbow, and he didn't even fucking look at me in the face. Damn. Okay. Now, you don't have to. You're Bill Russell. You're Bill Russell. Who I don't the fuck care. are you? I'm, I'm nobody. <laughs> but my shit is clean. And I, I was shaved, and I had a fucking haircut. Bill Russell... Looked like he fucking somebody dragged. He looked like somebody dragged his ass out of. <laughs> Listen, do you think that's rude? That to, to, for me, I think that's rude. That on I'm his part. saying it on his on his part, and I think it's rude that people are not. We're the only one. You know what I think is fucking rude? All the people that are bowing down to say Bill Russell's the greatest player on in the planet. Then do this if you love Bill Russell so much. Then say you're the greatest player on the planet. Look like it. <laughs> Look like it. Show up with a fucking shave and and, and your your hair fixed. Shave your shit. Yo. Shave yeah. your shit. You out there in public. You I, out. 
Yo. Word of mother. You out there in public. National television. I know you're an older gentleman. And this is not to be disrespectful about the... But just, you're the greatest player ever? And you fans think that he's the greatest player ever? Then it is your duty to say, Bill Russell... Mr. Russell, Mr. 11 championships, nine championships, how many fucking championships he's got? You need to present yourself like a fucking gentleman because you don't look right. What I was saying was with the NBA players, and I'm going to fuck with my man Kevin Durant right now. Yo, money, you need to get some new nail on your shit. <laughs> Word up. You can't be in the NBA with peasy head. All the black people know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm putting the mic down. He got a fucking peasy head and he's on national television. Yo. Yo, get some new now. Get some Murray's. Yo. Yo. Waves. Waves. Jimmy Jackson. Waves. Oh. You're not looking good. JD Kiss mentioned you. (laughs) Shit is peasy, yo. JD Kiss. I love you. Kevin Durant. Yeah. We love Kevin Durant. We love Kevin Durant. But you want peasy, get- man. You want fucking television, yo. We're here. It's 2015. And, and uh, you know, there's been so much going on in the world. <clears throat> so much going on in the news. So much going on in sports. And so much going on with the I Am Rappaport podcast. I don't even know where to start, Moody. I don't even know where the fuck to start, Gerald. Where do we start? We did this thing on Bill Russell. And I, I don't want to keep talking about Bill Russell, but I have to fucking defend myself. Yeah, we got to start this shit. Now, when, when you talk about Bill Russell, you, you, you got you to gotta really be careful. Because it's, it's literally a very sensitive topic. People that never, ever, ever have seen a full game <laughs> that Bill Russell played in live, Word. let alone on tape. Forget if you saw him live. People who've never seen a full game of Bill Russell playing basketball from beginning to end will sit there and tell you, Michael Rappaport, you don't know a fucking thing about basketball if you don't think Bill Russell is the best basketball player ever. (laughs) Right. And you never saw him play. We made some comments about his fucking wig piece. (laughs) We made some comments about his whole crop. Unkempt. Oh, the, the the thing is, is that when you talk about Bill Russell, man, I was listen. Let's not discuss him, maybe or maybe not being the greatest basketball player ever. I was simply saying, when the man comes out in public, he should have his wig piece, his sideburns, his neck hairs, his whole crop. Ready to ready for prime time. Trimmed. What do you think Red Orbach would say to Bill Russell if he was alive today you're, about his whole shit? I, I, I would think Red would say you're representing the Celtics. You're representing Larry Bird. John Havlicek. Bob fucking Cousy. When they come to the fucking banquets, they look like something. <laughs> You look like a bum. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what the Boston fans are saying and all that. We don't give a fuck. He's a winner. We, we are acknowledging we him it. as a fucking winner. But we have eyesight too. 
And I'm simply saying, you don't have to do it all year. Obviously, you don't like to groom your shit. But when you show up to give the fucking trophy at All-Star Game, and you show up to give the trophy in the NBA Finals, just, if you don't want to do it, take your ass down to the barbershop. And hook your shit up. Just because you won 10 championships, that don't mean you can't comb your fucking hair. You can't even see your lips. See, that's what's fucked up. You can't see his lips. Oh, shit. All right, so let's move forward. That's it. We're not talking about Bill Russell. We're not discussing Bill Russell anymore. No more. Fuck that. Flack shit. That's it. I am Rappaport Podcast. But you, 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 were, you were making fun of me all year because I was all addicted and into my fantasy football. Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't with all that. You don't get that shit, I right? That. I get it. I like it. And, 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 I, and, and, and I came in second. I've talked about this. I came in second on the Howard Stern fantasy. Because if, if you're going to do fantasy football, you got to do the best. Baba Booey. Fa fa fui. Ba 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 ba. Yeah. Ba ba ba. Ba ba. Legendary motherfucker. Ba ba ui. Fa fa fa. Funny people. Fa 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 fa. Fu fu fu. Fa fa fui. I love them guys. Fa fa fui. Anyway, he beat me in the finals. And Matt Berry, who was on ESPN, who's the ESPN, he's the big guru over at ESPN, Matthew Berry. Right, right. He prefers, I, I didn't know this, all season long I had been saying to him, Matt Berry, Matt Berry, Matt Berry. I, I'd email him, Matt Berry, fuck you, Matt Berry. I'm going to fucking bury you, Matt Berry. Get it? Oh. I'm gonna, get it? Right. And, uh, uh, you know, but I, I, anytime I would say, whether it was nice or derogatory, it was always Matt Berry. And then I learned that he likes to be called Matthew Berry. So I think he thought I was like, he, he's, I think he assumes that, Everybody should know. Oh yeah, Matthew Berry doesn't like to be called Matt Berry. Like, how the fuck motherfuckers know that? I don't fucking know. Yeah, fuck are you talking about? But now we call you Matthew. No, what you call? Fuck him. (laughs) That's what we call you. No, now you never get called Matthew. You fuck. Fucking motherfucker. Now you. Now that I know this is something you you don't like. You're 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 never gonna be called Matthew ever again. Accentuated, brother. It's Matt. <laughs> Two T's. Your name is Matt Berry. Matt, Nick. <laughs> because let me tell you something. With this fantasy shit, ninety-five percent of it is luck. Three percent of it is is doing some research, and two percent of it is fucking is, is happenstance. Yeah. There's no fucking gurus in fantasy. Yeah, that's fucking right. It's it, it's not fucking real fantasy. It's fantasy football. <laughs> anyway, on on the fan, on the Howard Stern show, they were talking about the season ending right. and Gary Delabonte and 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 Howard. Just the fact that Howard Stern was talking. I've been on the show, but, yo, he's so legendary now. Like, I was like, oh, shit, Howard's talking about me. I've been on the show. I've had dinner with Howard. But he's so famous. He's so dope. He's, like, literally the... Anyway, I was tripping out. Howard. But Gary Delabonte said that Matt Berry doesn't respect me as a player. And I said, 
You don't play in no motherfucking. This is not you real. NBA? He doesn't respect as me as a player. player. Yo, fuck. Yo, Matt Berry, what the fuck is you saying, yo? <laughs> no, but we're fans. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> but I don't think he gets the, my humor. Anyway, I don't think Matt Berry gets my humor, but I respect him. He's cool. I'm just breaking balls. Anyway. Yo, let me what? check. Let, okay, let, what, let, Gerald? What? Let, 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 my shit is. Yo. <sighs> yeah, what is it, man? What? Do you remember any commercials about Viagra when you was 10 years old? No. I do not remember. So how the fuck all of a sudden motherfuckers couldn't get hard? There's a problem? No, maybe they couldn't get hard back then, but there was no outlet. No, there was no no medicine that was created for it. Maybe they were doing something else to keep keep their dick brick. Eat some garlic. I, you know, maybe they tried, but maybe maybe their shit didn't work. What, what's your problem with Viagra? Have you ever dropped a V? No, because it's so much side effects. What? Yeah, I know. They like, oh, if you if, if if shit ain't hard, if it's hard for five five hours, then you got to call a doctor. And if you got a fucking, uh, it's all kind of shit, yo. Yeah, yo. What the fuck? If you ever had to, like, I've had to, I, I've had colonoscopy. And, and I've had, you know, fucking my body looked at and all that stuff. But if you have to call a doctor and say, yo, my shit won't go down. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck you talking about? Like, yo, my fucking dick. If you have to make that call <laughs> and you exactly. got to show, show up in there and your shit is brick hard. And the doctor's like, okay, show it to me. And you got to take out a rock hard dick. And the doctor's got to grab your rock hard dick. Yo, that is going to get fucking weird quick weird quick and you're gonna be humiliated the doctor's gonna be you know like grabbing your shit and like okay can i touch it all right does this hurt can you feel this but what What do they do what do they do to to yo i don't know what they do but (laughs) i never thought about if you have to go in there and your shit is brick hard and the fucking doctor's essentially gonna have to fucking give you a hand job essentially to check you up to check you out, he's he's gonna do that. He's gonna, and you know what? Then he's, he's gonna gotta do, grab your he's shit. He's gonna fucking grab your balls. Yeah, what the fuck? I never ever thought about that. You see, that's the fucking problem with what the Viagra. Yo, why my shit gotta be brick for five hours? I know, I know. I'm you not know, with it. I'm not. I'm not with it either, man. It, it, as far as the sex and 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 like yo when i was younger you'd want to like put in put in work like an hour and an hour not even an hour 30 minutes and then freak off later though later get it some like, orange yo, juice it, it, it was like a big deal like yo i bust three times i bust four times but in 30 minutes that's a young man's game right i'm not with all that I'm shit i'm not with all that and you could say that my fuck game isn't good cool it's all good. That's fine. But, I know how I put it down. But I don't have time for that shit every day. I got. I gotta. I gotta get on Instagram. <laughs> I gotta tweet shit. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta. You know. I gotta do shit. There's games to watch. You know. I have to. I have things to do. I gotta pick up my kids. It's like a whole. There's a whole list of things that I have to do. Ain't nobody fucking for five hours. <laughs> Motherfuckers is fucking for 30 minutes. And I didn't check the clock when I was fucking. <laughs> I didn't check the clock. You From got the- about 15 minutes. Yo, 15. It's a, it's a long. That's like fucking being in a, a, an anchor. 15 minutes on that's screen. Like, it's like, it's oh, a long time. Yo, a 15 minute fight. 
That's a, oh, you gonna be tired if if you if you're fucking for 15 minutes. You might as well equate that to a three round fight. Yes, that's a long time. So everybody tell you, yo, I'll be fu-. no. Don't believe that I, shit. I, don't, I watch myself. Right. 30 minutes tops. And that's and that's that's a, a long time. That's because I'm pausing. I'm taking shit out. I'm just laying on the side. <laughs> then it go back in. But it ain't no just steady fucking. <laughs> Your body can't take it. It's going to fucking explode. You're going to break down. You're going to explode. <laughs> and not not now you're not going to bust off. He means like you you're, you're going to have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> Word up. So, motherfuckers, yo, that Viagra shit, nobody wants to be fucking hard for five hours. I don't want to do that. I, I, do that. I, I gotta go to the fucking that. emergency room. Yeah, man, I don't want to do it. It's uncomfortable. Nah, I don't want to do that. This is the I Am Rappaport podcast. You know, everybody knows the news. The great Stuart Scott passed away. ESPN anchor. And, uh, you know, I, did, I didn't want to bring attention to myself, but... Um, when did you I meet him, well, I did meet him, and actually, when I won the uh, celebrity MVP trophy, Stuart Scott gave me the trophy. I remember, and you and so I have that was that was my little exchange with Stuart Scott, and that was of course I was like, oh shit, I couldn't believe I was winning the trophy because I scored four points, right? And I couldn't believe that <laughs> Stuart Scott was giving it to me because right. he gives like the trophy to the to the real NBA dude. So he gave me my little bullshit trophy, and that was my. Uh, you know, my, my pretty much my thing with Stuart Scott, but yo, Vladi, Vladi Dottie. Yo. Remember that? I remember. Stu Scott was a trailblazer, man. And as far as uh, we have to acknowledge the importance of hip hop music and hip hop culture. Because- Stuart Scott was spawned. He was a soul hip hop dude. Yeah. But he brought hip hop to sports, to ESP, to, to the language of sports commentary. Trailblazer. He trailblazer. Trailblazer. He used to say, for, you know, booyah. But when he, I remember he was like Vladi, Vladi Dottie. Right. And he was himself there. So we can acknowledge this man um, as being, because some black people get there and they feel they're the, the minority and they have to kind of change. But for a man to get there and be himself, right, is saying a lot about him. Yeah, true. Good point, G. Moody. Saying a lot about him and, and, and being yourself, right? It's true. But like, who's an example of of commentators that weren't themselves? Oh shit, we gonna go to Brian Gumble. He was the OG. He's the OG. Greg Gumble is great, but. Stuart Scott is a guy who you talk to on the street. You don't talk to about sports, Brian Gumble. It's not in that diction. It's not in that that that. It's Stuart Scott. That's right. why he's a fucking star. That's right. why he's a superstar. Right. Because, like Susie Colbert said when we was watching ESPN, oh, it was a segment of the population that was excluded. Just right? say black people. Just say. Yo, black people were excluded, and he spoke to them. He came in and brought that shit to ESPN. And everybody loved it because 
everybody loves hip hop. So he's it's true. He's saying hip hop. Yeah, he was saying hip hop. He don't he brought In that our language. So that's why everybody loves him. But why these motherfuckers won't just say that? You got to speak about race. You have to talk about race. The United States didn't exist. Never existed without that racism. And in order to eradicate it, we have to fucking talk about you it. You got to talk about race. <laughs> I am Rappaport Podcast. This is what I would do. What? If I was Obama and his wife. Yeah. You got you done got two years left, right? Yeah. That last week or that last year, I'd say fuck it. <laughs> and do what? Michelle, you're gonna get your braids. Right? Braid your shit up. Uh. Be who you are. Braid it up. And I'm a Talk shit to these motherfuckers. Then we're going to fucking ride off into the sunset. Because you don't put up with eight years of this shit. They dissing the shit out this motherfucker, right? right? See, the presidency don't matter when you win it. When you what? Listen, Once you win it, you're your fair game. Listen, the presidency don't matter because you're in it. What do you mean because you're in it? Because a black person's in it. That's why they dissing them. I got my man G Moody in here, and the verse of the week. I'm going with uh, Big Daddy Kane, the symphony. Yes. Oh, you picked a gem, my brother. Setting it off, letting it off, beginning, rough to the ending. You never been in to move, groove with the smooth rap lord like a bottle of juice. Rhymes are being poured down, down your ear, eat. crisp and clear. As, As I prepare to wear and tear and smear, then, then I'm, I'm out of here. here with a mark that you left to claim. Because rocking a party, yo, it's a small thing. I ripped many places on, on regular a regular basis. basis. A broken down mic. Only traces that I've been there and there, there at, at the, the party. party. The mic had my prints. And on it was a body. So take caution. I'm, I'm not, not horsing. horsing. Around in the throwdown clown, I'm taking your son. So just acknowledge the way that I kick it. Because rap, rap, if rap was a house, you'd be evicted. That, that's a game. Yeah. That's like shit precursor to Jay-Z shit. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is Kane, man. This is icon. And dismissed from the microphone, choking on a bone because daddy's home. And battling me is hazardous to health. So put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself. Like a game in an arcade, you need a far aid. I'm walking the path that Allah made. made. I'll attend, then begin. A whole lot of fly shit. (laughs) Send a speech and reach and teach so I can let my lyrics blast like a bullet. My mouth is the gun. On suckers, I pull it. The trigger, your figure. My pocket's getting bigger because when it comes Comes to to money, yo. Grant's my nigga. You got the groove. Ulysses. (laughs) <laughs> yo Yo Big Daddy Kane Is one of my favorite fucking guys I saw Did you ever see this motherfucker When he was Background guy for Bismarck He would like let him get up there and rhyme Like the end of the show And you I was like I, I told you He did some shit like Like Smokey the Bear yeah. And I was like yo 
this dude was rhyming with. I remember I told you. <laughs> right. This exactly. dude was rhyming with Biz. He was good. I didn't. And then when Raw came out, was it Raw or, or Ain't No Half Step? What was it? Raw? Probably get into it or set it off. Yeah, Big yeah. Daddy Kane. He goes in my Hall top five. Yeah. My top five MCs. Chris Rock has this movie coming out. It's called Top Five. And he asks. Really? In top the movie, five rappers. Oh. Yeah. These are my top fives, you fuck. You, you, could, you could say these top five or you could change them. You could add to them. These, these are my top five. Big Daddy Kane. No, in, in no particular order. Okay. Big Daddy Kane. KRS-One, the Blastmaster. <laughs> yeah. Because you got a dopey. I got it. Yo, KRS-One <laughs> was on that shit. He was on that yeah. MC. Like, he yeah. really, the styles of yeah. flipping. Like he Rocking really, all that. All that shit. All that. He got to be up there. Rakim, who, if you didn't hear me talk about this a few podcasts ago, I just got to meet. The and it was like Rakim, and I say this with all due respect, in the best way, was frozen in time. He looked like he was in 1989. <laughs> he looked the same. He hasn't fucking aged. He, he was just as cool as a motherfucking cucumber. Kane, KRS, and Rakim. And I still dream about a song being made with the three of them. That's fucking three. You got two more left, bro. I go with Nas Escobar and Jay-Z. I, as far as a body of work... Jay-Z, yeah. What about Cool J? Yeah. LL Cool J's a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. LL Cool J. But, but you know, he's had, he's had, he's had lulls. You're right. Like, you know, LL Cool J is like, almost like Kobe Bryant. Like, I love LL Cool J. I love Kobe. I fucking can't stand LL Cool J. Fucking Kobe, yeah, man. Yeah. Cut yeah. your fucking hair. <laughs> I fucking love LL Cool J. You know, and now, like, everybody loves LL Cool right. J because he's like. You on that CSI type he's shit. He's on that. Yeah. And I, I say good. I did a movie with him, Deep Blue Sea. Shout out to Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. But as far as an MC, I mean, obviously, yo, he's, he's first generation. I mean, LL Cool J is iconic. He's like. If if you put him under the right beat, I put him up against anybody right now. I think just some of the beats right. that he chooses, but he's done so much. I, I don't. I mean, LL. Listen, I got fucking. You want to hear my fucking top five? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I got fucking Melly Mel, yeah. Melvin Glover. Okay. I got fucking Big Daddy. Big Daddy Kane. Kane, the cool genius of rap. Corona Queens in the house, and I fucking got Rock Kim. Who's the cool genius of rap? Cool G rap. You got to explain that. You can't just say the cool genius. But motherfuckers supposed to know that. You're all those hipsters. You're supposed to know that. Oh. Huh? Oh, the hipsters don't yeah. know who the cool genius. Oh, yeah. They're, they know so much about hip-hop. Right. But you That's say why the- I said that. If you know about hip-hop music, if I say the cool genius of rap, immediately you know that's Nathaniel Wilson. Cool G rap. Now, How Rakim many- Allah. Yeah, Rakim. And the Blast Master. Ooh. Now, people say, you leaving out Biggie Smalls? and yeah. We differ of opinions yeah. on Eminem. Because for me, now listen, I don't want to get in any beef with Marshall Mathers. Because he's sick. But as a wordsman, as a pure MC, he's he definitely should be yeah. talked about in the top five. But as a song maker, I feel like, and I say this with all due respect, I don't want Marshall Mathers right. shitting on me. You, you don't, don't want, want that. that. Right. Nothing about your I don't ass. want you to say anything about me. <laughs> so I, I'm saying this truly. Your, your, your top 
Eminem is a motherfucker. He's a motherfucker. Yeah. I say you're a motherfucker. He's a hip hop Hall of Famer. But, Give him that. But but I feel like some of the beats that he chooses are right. more bigger and broader than pure hip hop. And I would like to see, and I say this with all due respect, Eminem just do a straight boom bap hip hop album. With Pete Rock and fucking Premier. Premier, Large yeah. Professor. Yeah. Fucking the, the Ninth Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Q-Tip could yep. do some beats. Do that shit like Nas did when he came out. Please do it. Please <laughs> do it. Because if, if Eminem did it because of his popularity, he could change the course of what these young fuckers are doing in yeah. hip-hop. Yeah, that bullshit, yo. We don't have to name names, but that that bullshit. That bullshit. A lot of what's going on now is bullshit. But So Eminem, I'm not, I don't want any problems with you. I've never met you. I'm a humongous fan. You are the baddest motherfucker, man. You're one of the baddest motherfuckers. (laughs) I'm just saying, I want to hear the beats. He knows what I'm talking about. Boom bap. Boom bap music. Boom bap sound. So if you had to do a sixth guy in your top five, and it couldn't be someone from my list, who would it be? So this is who we have lingering around. Ghostface. We have Busta Rhymes. We have um, Eminem didn't make your list. Eminem. Eminem, I have to, yo, he, he he said, yo, he kicks a lot of fly shit, man. Yeah, he his kicks lyrics a, is fly, yo. Eminem is a like, motherfucker, yo. Like that's that's that clever rap shit. That's what it's about for me. Yeah. So like, Eminem would be your. So just answer. Long story short, here, buddy. M. This is the Iron Rap Report podcast, and we have.